want to get on the action, we want to hear from you. Hit us up, faderoutemail at gmail.com. Slide in our DMs on IG at faderoutepodcast. Drop us a DM on Twitter at faderoutednz. Comment on our YouTube channel, The Fade Route with DNZ. Questions, comments, picks, segment suggestions, you name it, we want to hear from you. Get at us, in crowd. Well, it's a big show. Welcome to the Fade Route. It's a big show with DNZ. Here are your hosts. DNZ. Welcome everybody to the special edition of the Fade Route with DNZ. I am Z and we got a brand new concept for you. We are going deep into the big game that is on Sunday between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. But it's not just me. It's not just D. We have three other esteemed members of the in route joining us this evening. But first and foremost, here he is. I've known this guy since our days on Carousel Shoes Flight Crew through and through the last QB in St. John's history. What's up, D? How's it going? Ready for the big game, ready for our new segment, and let's roll. Let's do this. And our first esteemed member of the in route panel is none other than Austin AYSO's lovely Rita Sanchez, Regional Commissioner. What's going on, Rita? Hello, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure, always a pleasure. And speaking of always a pleasure, the man, the myth, the legend, the Tubby Hook Tavern's own Mr. Danny Butler. What's going on, brother? No much, see, thanks for having me. Looking forward to the panel, I'm very excited. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. And the newest member of the in route, but he is known to you if you've been following the option. He played, he participated, he took home some hardware. Introducing to all of you, one Mr. Zach Curtin. Zach, what's going on, brother? How's it going? Thanks for having me, D. Thanks for having me, Z. Happy to be on the podcast. I'm ready to talk some Super Bowl. Sounds good. Sounds good. So let's jump right into things since we're talking about it. You know, we're talking about the big game because legally we can't say the other thing. But the Eagles are a slim favorite. But these two teams are extremely linked together. You have the Andy Reid factor. You have the Kelsey brothers factor. And this Field Yates stat is crazy. They've even scored. The Chiefs and the Eagles have scored the exact same number of points to this point this season. What are the keys to victory for either side? We're going to go to you first, D. Yeah, so for me, I can't recall a time when we had a more evenly matched Super Bowl. Um, The keys to victory is going to be teams playing to their strengths and trying to get each other off of what they do best. Now, in the situation with the Chiefs, I think they're going to try to get the ball to Kelsey, right? Expect over 100 yards receiving for him. Expect multiple touchdowns for him. 
And if you're the Eagles, you're going to show that you can do whatever you want, but mainly run the football, as they showed in their last game where they just ran it down the 49ers' throat. And they are not going to be afraid of the Chiefs. They're going to come at them with their front four. They're going to cover their wide receivers. So I expect the game plan to be we're going to run the ball down your throat. We're going to play solid defense. We're going to win the game. And the Chiefs are going to rely on Mahomes and Kelsey because that's who got him here so far. 100%. 100%. So we're going to go to you next. Danny, what do you think? What are the keys to victory? Yeah, like you said, and you said it too. I mean, they very, they are very evenly matched. So I think it's going to come down to, as good as the Eagles are, I think it's going to come down to experience and the quarterback. And so I'll take Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes over you know Sirianni who I can't stand especially as a Giants fan and uh and Hurts as good as he's as good as he's been um I think for the Eagles defensively you got to get to Mahomes especially if he's got the bum ankle I don't know if the ankle is as bad as Mahomes lets on sometimes but if you look at the Super Bowl a couple years ago against the Bucks, Mahomes was running for his life he had no off he had no tackles in that either tackle was playing in that game running for his life he still put the ball in Tyree Kill's hands and Kelsey's hands a couple times on the money and they dropped it so he got no help. Uh, so they, they need to, and they're good at that. They're, you know, I think the most sacks is the 84, 84, 85 Bears, I think they said. Mm-hmm. So they could definitely get after the quarterback. Uh, I think offensively for the Eagles, it sounds weird to say that. I think sometimes they get away from the run game too much where, you know, I know they ran the ball down the Giants' throw, but I, you see Miles Sanders and Gainwell and Boss Scott and they get a little, I know they have a lot of uh, wide receiver weapons and Dallas got it. But I would think maybe stick to the run game a little more than usual. Yeah. Keep keep Mahomes and Kelsey and those guys off the field. For the Chiefs, defensively, same thing. It's you gotta get to the you gotta get to Jalen Hurts. And that's facts of specialty, especially in Super Bowls. He's gonna come up, come up with some bizarre blitzes that I don't think Hurts has ever seen. That's what he's gonna have to do. Yeah. And make make him run. If if you if you flush him out of the pocket if he runs, he runs. But if he if he does, make him pay for it, because you know yeah. he, he he's still got that bum shoulder. Uh, and offensively, you know, Chiefs have to check protect Mahomes. I can see a lot of draws, a lot of screens, and also jump on the Eagles early because they're very used to getting the lead and just doing what they want and yeah. running, doing you know their game plan, executing it to a T. You put them on the heels early, then I, I think maybe the Chiefs have a good shot. Danny, it's so shocking, right? I mean, Sirianni's got a team running like uh, a strategy a game plan it's hard to believe this man could coach this team this far am i just the only one that thinks that i i kind of understand what julian love was saying like th- this team is so talented and then let's face it they got they got an easy ride so far in the playoffs i, I mean as a giant fan I hate to admit we're not that talented we just we just played very well and at the right times and you know we're up we're up a coming team and then i know they you knock out the quarterback that's to your credit but that Niner game was over after the first drive, you know? Yeah. So they've had a very easy run of it. And if they're a little too confident, which Sirianni tends to be, he could be in for a long day facing Patrick Mahomes. No, 100%. He definitely errs on the side of overconfidence. We had a poll up two weeks ago on our Twitter page, at DNZ. Who has a more smackable face, him or Mike McDaniel? <laughs> now, McDaniel won, but it was close. 
And you know, it's one of those things that you just want to, you know, just want to give him the old two piece in a biscuit. But yeah. he definitely is way too overconfident. And is that overconfidence? You wonder if that's going to make him cocky and if that's going to bite him in the ass, especially against an experienced head coach like Andy Reid. But we're going to put a pin in that one until we talk about Andy Reid next. Uh, Rita, we're going to go over to you next. What are the keys to victory for either side? So this is a tit-for-tat situation. So for your Kelsey, you have your Goddard. So I think they have to kind of stay neck and neck because they are so evenly matched. Um, Echoing the experience, um, definitely very important because I definitely trust Andy Reid more than I trust Sirianni. Sirianni, I, I... even if I wasn't a Giants fan. Um, he's got nothing to show as uh, compared to Reed. Um, I am looking at the Polly Pocket, Boston Scott. Um, he's going to run under people, and they need to, like, get on that soon. Um, otherwise, that's he's going to run all over them. And I think everything's pretty much been said. That's my piece for now. Well, I hear you. Everything's been said. I do like the Boston Scott pick for like a little uh, a sleeper. I, I think he could definitely sneak up on some people, and not just because he's so small that no one's going to notice he's there. Zach, you're up. playing against the Giants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, uh, Zach, attack over to you. Yeah, you know, I think as with any football game, it starts in the trenches, and uh, I think Dan, you said that you said it, but uh, going back to the uh, to the Super Bowl against the Bucks. You know, Mahomes, you know, if that O-line breaks down, it's he looks like a pedestrian quarterback. And I think, you know, that's, that's you know, first and foremost, the key for the Chiefs. Uh, they got to keep Hurts in the pocket. You got to love Spagnola. You got to love what he's going to dial up. Um, but that defense has to get off the field on third down. That goes for both teams, but you can't let them extend the drives. You can't be on the third and long, think you're going to get off the field, and Hurts, you know, runs for 12. Because that's a killer. Uh, for the Eagles, you know, their aerial attack, I think it's been working for them all season. Um, you know, yes, running in the playoffs, you know, is basically key to victory, but that's an aerial attack that they want to get those guys involved early and often um, and then knock Mahomes down. It's that Tom Brady, Peyton Manning formula is that the only way to beat them is to knock them down. And they got to get after them, even if you're not sacking them, uh, hurrying them, knocking them down. You know, they're, they're throwing flags left and right these days. Um, but, you know, hopefully the refs let them play a little bit and uh, we do get a physical game. So who is, I mean, we're, we already have Boston Scott on the table as like an unsung hero kind of thing. Does anybody else have like an X factor that will uh, make their keys to victory go? Does anybody have like an out-of-the-box X factor? Like Kelsey's going to be there, Mahomes is going to be there, Goddard's going to be there, Hertz is going to be there. Anybody, anybody got uh, an outside-the-box pick? It's not it outside not the, it, yeah, it's not outside the box for me, but I really think Jarek McKinnon is the key. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to go downfield as much as they want because of that Eagles pass rush is going to be on him. So he's going to have to make quick passes. I expect screens to McKinnon. I expect McKinnon one-on-one to the linebackers. I expect him to have like a two-touchdown over 100 yards today receiving. Even with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire back, because yeah, just, yeah, because I don't know, up. I don't know how Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is just gonna come in and just assume what he did. You know, Jarek McKinnon's been in full, full flight with this team all season. All season, he didn't miss any games. He played every game, um, and you get rewarded for things like that. And he can pick up. Oh, he is excellent picking up the blitz. Excellent picking up. He throws pop, so he can be in on third down. He can be on on first down. I expect him to be the X factor. 
know, he's definitely he's definitely worth a watch for me. Like after last week's two weeks ago's performance, I like MVS. I think he's definitely gonna he's gonna prove some doubters wrong, right? When when he left Green Bay, he was a big question mark, right? Who is Marquez Valdez Scantling? And he showed up big when they needed him most. Now, I get. Bradbury, I get Slay. I understand their... Bradbury, Bradbury. I... Danny, is that his name that you remember? Yeah, you want to talk about Kadarius Tony too? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. You got two giants in this game. <laughs> no, no. Kadarius Tony's probably going to have like two snaps total, but he's not even worth He's actually hurt, right. so he might not get that much time. Yeah. Wait, he's but... hurt? Get out of here. Oh, I'm <laughs> shocked. <laughs> You're kidding. Yeah. I didn't see I didn't see that happening. But uh yeah, MVS, I could see him lighting up Bradbury and Slay. I mean, Slay was the best player on the Detroit Lions defense for years and they sucked. Oh Whoa. my goodness. You and then, you know, Bradbury's bad Bradbury. We've all seen Bradbury. We know what he is. You know, he was, you know, Bart Scott's favorite player until he got to the Giants and all of a sudden what the hell happened there? So that's somebody I can definitely see having a big game. But coaching, 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 coaching is going to have a major impact on this game. Sirianni, this is the farthest he's ever been. And Andy Reid has been there, done that. He's won a chip, but he doesn't have the best record in the big game, right? He lost his lone trip with the Eagles, and he's gone one and one with Kansas City. So some people have made this argument. And I want to hear from you guys. Is this a legacy-defining win for Andy Reid? Or is it a legacy-defining loss if they lose? Butts, I'm coming to you. What do you got? I, I don't think his legacy is on the line e- either way. He's a Hall of Famer whether he wins or loses. I think for him, this is more personal to him, how he's going to look back in his career to beat the team that he built and was had so competitive for those 15 years. Uh, I, I think if he, if he beats the Eagles... He can really look at himself. He probably does look at himself as one of the greatest of all time, which he probably is. And you got to remember, last last time, you know, the, the one he lost in, in Tampa against the Bucks, he had the whole situation with his son, with the drunk driving accident when he, you know, when he hit the guy, when he hit the kid. He had a lot. He had a lot. It was a COVID thing. It was a lot of protocols. It was in Tampa Bay. There was a lot of funny stuff going on. Uh, I think this is just about football for Andy. And when it's just about football, there's, you know, there's. Not a lot of guys better than that than Andy Reid. He is one of the best. He's one. I mean, he and Belichick, I believe, are the uh, winningest coaches that are active. So you know, you don't get that way just on sheer luck. What about you, Rita? What do you think? Legacy-defining win or no? I think he has to show that it wasn't a fluke. Um, and again, like we we just mentioned Belichick, like. That's, that's Andy Reid's whole career is being compared to him and he never had Tom Brady. So I think this is like a team, like a true like equal team. They have um, a lot of different players this year. So I think um, it is about the football and it's about like kind of shushing the haters in Philly, of which there are a lot. Yeah, it is kind of surprising how they, you know, he was one of their own until he wasn't. So it's kind of funny how how t- turncoats I believe there's a good word to describe Philly fans but hey you know we love Philly we love Philly Rocky woo cheesesteak yeah alright Zach what about you legacy defining win or no uh, you know I think his legacy is cemented I think if he if he does get that uh, if he wins I think that 
will move him up into the upper echelons of greatest, uh, you know, coaches of all time. You know, I think right now he's on, if we're, if we're talking tiers, he's on the, one of the, you know, maybe a second tier after Belichick, after Don Shula, those, um, you know, I think, I, you know, what's the difference between he and Pete Carroll? You know, I think, so I think if he wins this one, if he gets this one, he'll move into, you know, that conversation when you talk about the greatest coaches ever. Marshawn Lynch at the one yard line. That's the difference between him and Pete Carroll. Ooh. There you go. Ooh. My cousin Malcolm Butler came up with the interception. Man. <laughs> <laughs> my cousin Malcolm. Man. Oh, all right, D. We're coming to you. What do you think? What do you? Yeah, think? I mean, you... for me, I mean, how, how could you not see that this is defining, right? Because Philly got rid of him. Since they got rid of him, they've been. This is going to be their second Super Bowl without him. He, Andy Reid leaves there. This is going to be his third Super Bowl since leaving there. I think I think it all falls on him, right? I mean, if if Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown and that Eagles team loses, it's just like, okay, yeah, you got beat by Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid. But, man, if Andy Reid loses with arguably probably the best quarterback right now, the best tight end in the game right now, he, this, this team's been to the last, what, Three or four AFC Championship games, five, you know, five AFC Championship games, I think, and they've won, they've won one Super Bowl, lost Super Bowl. This is big. I don't think he could walk out of this unscathed. He kind of has to win. Pat Mahomes has to win. There's a lot on the line here. Well, I'm not so sure about that, but I mean, let's think about who he lost to, right? When he lost with the Eagles, he lost to Belichick, he lost to Brady, he lost to a great team. When and that was lost... McNa- and that was McNabb's fault, not Andy Reid's fault. Well, yeah, McNabb taking, his, kinda... taking his time and throwing up in the huddle. If you remember, yes, absolutely. He was uh, and Terrell Owens, well documented about what was going on <laughs> in that. The chunky yep. soup was a little agita inducing. You yep. know, it, don't eat the clam chowder before the big game. <laughs> so, you know, so you had that moment, and then they win, and then you have the loss against Belichick. Uh, excuse me, Brady, Brady, and Bruce Arians. So he can't get away from Tom Brady. Now Brady's not here, but this team is loaded. You know, the, the Eagles, in terms of talent, like they can go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs. So I'm not so sure, based on talent-wise, I don't know if this is like a legacy-defined thing. He got beat by very good teams, right? It's not like he walked in there and the Carolina Panthers beat him, you know? <laughs> so it's not like he went... It's not like they're going into the Super Bowl and... You know, he's back with the Eagles and they lose to the Raiders. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know necessarily that this is as big of a deal. If anything, I, I think the shoe's on the other foot. This is going to be, a, a, this is going to be defining for Nick Sirianni. Like, we're going to see how good he is. And when he's up against a coach that has been there, that has done that, that can outscheme him. That fired him. <laughs> yeah, that yes. There's a little extra beef there. There's a little extra beef there. Is he gonna want to turn it up a notch? And is that gonna be his Achilles heel here? But only time's gonna tell on that. But that's enough for first down. We're coming back at you with the real wheel route right after this. Do you love brownies? Of course you love brownies. But you know what's better than a brownie? A delicious, handcrafted, gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep. That's what our guys at Sweet Life Brownie Co. offer. Chef Tommy D and the crew offer a dozen 
delicious delights that you will crave from the classic OB to Dutch Apple to Campfire S'mores and many more. Check out their website, sweetlifebrownieco.com, for their Friday brownie drops. At noon, their site goes live and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook too at sweetlifebrownie underscore co for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's sweetlifebrownieco.com. Give them a call, 845-641-3043 and tell them D&Z sent you. That's sweetlifebrownieco.com, 845-641-3043. Sweet Life Brownie Co. Because there's always room for a brownie. The wheel route. Alright guys, here's how it goes for round two. For second down, we have the wheel route. And it's exactly how it sounds. We have a wheel of random topics. I'm going to spin that wheel. And whatever it lands on, we're going to talk about. Novel concept, right? So, here we go. Big big money, big money, no whammy. (laughs) No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. (laughs) All right. Over under five mentions of Tom Brady joining Fox during the pregame broadcast or both. Rita, we're coming to you. Okay, so I thought about this. We're going to go 12 for 12, because he's 12. Five ah. mentions of Fox. Five talking about being beaten by Philly, which is the only time I ever rooted for Philly in my life, and it felt gross. Um, and then two miscellaneous. Like, they might mention Giselle or the retirement or the sand <laughs> on the beach being sold on eBay. So I'm going 12. Oh, oh I like that. Yeah. Right, we got a 12. We, got, should, we have a tracker for this. We should, I feel like we should have a tracker for this. All right, Zach, you're up. What are you thinking? Over, under. It's, um, I think it's a bit of, and I don't think they'll mention it. And I never said because one spot. Um, then twenty. Down to five. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. D. How many are you thinking? Over under five. Yeah, I, I, I think it's under. I don't think he's gonna mention the guy that's gonna take his place too many times. I think they might just talk about it as far as maybe records are concerned, or wins are concerned, or measuring up. I'm going under five. It'll be pretty high, but under five. All right, Danny, what are you thinking? Over or under five. Yeah, I agree. Under five, just in terms of the broadcasting, like Zach said, it's very disrespectful to Greg Olson. Especially if he was starting next year, then maybe, yeah, they push it. But plus, Brady might come out at halftime and announce that he's coming back anyway. So that would put a guy box on that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I put under five on the broadcast. And real quick about Burkhardt and Olson, I heard this Burkhardt say this today. His first job out of college was announcing Jersey high school football. And the first game he ever did was Wayne High School, and Greg Olson was playing. How about that? Wow. Ooh. I don't know what it Full means. Circle. It means something. Yeah, exactly. How about that? How about that? 
I'm going, it's going to be close. I'm going to think in six. I'm going slight, I'm thinking slightly over because there are going to be some packages where he's going to get mentioned offhand. Gronk is going to be there, so I'm sure they're going to try and feed Gronk about Brady. So, you know, I'm thinking six, but they're going to try to be as tasteful about it as they can. Here we go, here we go. Big money, big money. All right, here we go. More sacks or field goals in this game. All right, more Zach, more sacks or field goals, Zach. What do you think? I'm going with the sacks. These teams just simply don't kick field goals anymore, and they want to keep it aggressive. They know touchdowns win, so I'm going sacks. How many are you thinking? What are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking uh, four sacks. Three and one. I don't know. I think three. I think the Eagles. They get they get hurt once. Solid, solid. D, what do you think? More field goals or sacks? I'm gonna go with more sacks. I I just think the Eagles are gonna get to Mahomes. Um, and I'm thinking there's probably gonna be around three, probably three field goals in the game. I've got I've got that inclination. Three or four field goals, but I'm thinking at least five or six sacks between the two sides. Ooh. DB, this must make your heart hurt as an offensive lineman. All this sack talk. What, what, what about you? What are you thinking? Sacks or field goals? Yeah, I'm with, you know, Zach, you know, as an offensive lineman, hates me to say it, but I think it's going to be more sacks because we're saying neither team likes field goals. Two of the most aggressive offenses and coaches in the league. I mean, I, I think both both teams will get pressure. Even if both teams protect the quarterback well, both these teams are going to be throwing the ball so much that they're just going to run into sacks. So I'm going to say there's going to be five sacks altogether, and I'm going to say three, maybe four field goals. There we go. Yeah, I mean, so, Mahomes has a tendency in Super Bowls to do the backyard play. And big games. And, yeah, and then big games. And the backyard play does not work so well against good teams because they chase the ball. They're constantly coming up the ball. No, there's no lineman giving up on a play or, you know, taking plays off. Everybody's coming after you. And I think he learned that in his first go-around against the, against the Bucks. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that both of these quarterbacks are going to run into some coverage sacks because they like to extend the play. They like to try and get their, you know, get their receivers time. But, you know, I'm with you on that. I'm with you. Rita, what are you thinking? More sacks or field goals in the game? Definitely more sacks. As I was doing my research, like there's some scary people on the field, um, including Dominican Zoo. Um, so yes. I think they're just going to go for it, especially since Hertz and Mahomes are both not completely healthy. So I think they're just going to shut them down and hope that they don't get flagged. Yeah. Well, are the refs going to decide this one? What are we thinking here? How many roughing the passer calls are we going to see? Just off the top of your head. What are we thinking? <laughs> see any none no i don't think so yeah i agree i say no rough in the passer but one of these guys on the run like the, the play that costs the uh, Bengals the nfc afc championship there will be one downfield where you know oh, sideline late or a sideline or the guy uh, you know hurts if home slides late the guy hits him but i don't think anything in the backfield i think the nfl is going to be too hard on the uh refs going into that into this for that 
Here we go. Who's the one? Who's the person that hurt Purdy? It was Hassan Reddick, right? It was. It was. Sue. It was. Yeah, it was Reddick, right? It was yeah. Reddick, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Sue. Sue, uh, Sue, Sue tackled. Boy, man. The Sue ta- was the one who tackled Josh Johnson. Oh yeah, that's no. right. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. always he been a killer. killer. Yeah. yeah. He's a big dude, man. He's yeah, a well, big dude. You got, and then you got Limbaugh Joseph, the BMF in the middle, the stuff yep. to run. Yep. So, you know, it, there's plenty of giant representation, unfortunately, guys. <laughs> it's just Another X. Yeah, unfortunately. All right. Brandon Graham likes talking a lot of smack. Ooh, a lot of smack talk, but let's see about this one. Total number of cameos during Rihanna's halftime performance. <laughs> I'm going to take the lead on this one. I think it's going to be only one. It's she's gonna sing Umbrella, and Jay Z is gonna end up on the stage. I One can't, cameo. Cheer. You ready, Riri? Cheer. Cheer. But cheer. Cheer, boy. I can't just. I can't believe he would do that. Like, I. I don't know. I. I find it hard to maybe Drake, but really, you really think Jay Z is gonna be second fiddle to Rihanna in the Super Bowl? Mm, good I point. Think so. I mean, he was second fiddle to her on that song. So here we go. Well, I think it was good. his. It was his out. It was his. Uh, he produced it, I think. So he got some kickback. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. I mean, um, what do we think, D? What are your thoughts? Like, are we going to yeah. get any? Or not? I think we are going to get one cameo, but I don't know if it's going to be Jay Z. My bet would be Drake, because uh, you know I think he's had some history with her. Definitely won't be Chris Brown though. Definitely no. That's <laughs> crazy. Oh, well, DB, we're coming to you. How many cameos do you think there's going to be? Uh, I think there's going to be... Uh, I'm going to say, hey, you're going to get the, the other seven, uh, the cast of Ocean's 8. I think they'll all be there uh, at some point. <laughs> and after watching, after watching the Grammys uh, the other night, I think Satan might actually show up. <laughs> <laughs> he, came pretty close. he came pretty close to showing up the other night, so maybe go for that. Oh, but that'll, be, maybe, that'll be great. Maybe Will Smith. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be good, too. <laughs> Listen, I like Rihanna. If she plays some roles, have a little Ponda replay. I'll be feel like I'll be back in Rock and Robin's like, that was like from like 20 years you know? ago. That's the other thing. What is she gonna sing? What is she yeah, gonna sing at this thing? Has she made anything recently? Not, not in my mind, but that doesn't uh, yeah. mean she hasn't. Oh, she did um, a movie soundtrack. I forget who it was. She like oh she Black was... Panther, raised yes. me up. Yeah. Yes, that's yes. not gonna. That's a little somber for the, this this uh, escapade. I mean, if. And if Bruno Mars can play It Will Rain, like I, I think that she'll be able, you know, I, I think that Rihanna could play something a little bit kind of mellow and somber. But uh, Rita, what do you think? How many uh, cameos are we seeing during Riri's performance? Four. Um, and they're gonna be so, there's going to be some randos. I, I would love to see Will Smith, but like there's always <laughs> like Philly people that are probably going to come because again, they like to shove it down our throats that they're from Philly. Um, and I want to hear um, Diamonds, that song about shining like a diamond, um, that will make me happy and I will dance like I'm in Zumba. So four, <laughs> four cameos. All right, Zach, what about you? All right, so I was, I actually had a similar thought about the Jay-Z. I, I would, if there would be, there would be, it would be Jay-Z. However, I was looking on Wikipedia at all of the previous uh, uh, halftime shows. Is there's going to be some sort of youth marching band or choir because in every goddamn 
halftime show, there's the University of So-and-So's marching band. <laughs> so that, if you're counting that as a cameo... I mean, it counts. It definitely counts. She's the headliner, but they're the they're the supporting piece. So we got we have we have a giant running of a, of an orchestra or a marching band. Okay, like that's plenty. That that's plenty. But uh, that's all we got. Marching band or something. Oh, jeez. <laughs> How about you... Cameo that sang "Word Up"? Cameo. How about he shows up? That'd be good. I'd like to see boys to men. Boys to no, know, no, no, that would be good. I think too many people would be like, "Who the hell is that?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't care about those people. Do you? I don't know. No, uh, we're the we're the target demographic. They want us to buy the stuff in the Super Bowl ad. So cater to our cater to your target demographic. Bring us boys. They're to too men. old, boys to men. When I saw them, they had like Gatorade, like all like <laughs> around the stage because they're like AARP now. <laughs> I love them, but I'm just saying. I don't I know mean, if they can handle it. I mean, we're talking about Will Smith. Will Smith is older than them, I believe. Is he not? They got to be uh, close to the same age. Yeah. They got to be very close. Well, so we got to represent. You know, Kevin Hart will be there. But maybe Kevin Hart will make his way out on the stage. Hopefully not as drunk as he was last time. In he's going to bo- he's gonna be wearing his Boston Scott jersey on the field. <laughs> 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 well, we're going to wheel it on out of here. We're going to make our picks right after this. Step outside of your safe area and make a statement without saying much with FCK Clout Lifestyle Apparel. Embrace the colorful chaos and stay emotionally regulated in their hoodies, snapbacks, graphic tees, accessories, and more. Season 3 merch is up now. Get it while you can. Go to fckclout.com and get all of your needs from men and women. That's fckclout.com. Let's run the option and give you our picks for the week. option for big game Sunday this is it cards on the table time there can only be one winner so we're going around the table who you got what score you got and who takes home the Super Bowl MVP I said it again D, you're up first. Who's taking? Who is taking it? Yeah, I mean, I've going. I've been going back and forth with this just because the teams are just so evenly matched. Um, you know, like I say, you know, Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback. I say that the Eagles have the best offensive line. Then I go back to saying, okay, well, the the Chiefs have the best coaching staff. But then, man, the the, the Eagles they they they've got the defense. But at the end of the day. Uh, I I I can't, I can't bet against Pat Mahomes. I want to, but I can't. I mean, after what he did in that last game on a bum ankle, and without Tyree Hill, Ty, Tyree Hill, and all and all the players from last year, so I've got Mahomes taking home the MVP, and I've got a score of 31-20. Ooh, okay, a little bit of a blowout there. A little bit of a blowout. DB, what about you? What do you got? All right, so same thing. I, 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 
my my head's telling me that the Eagles are a slightly better team, but my heart will never ever let me say that. But also my head's telling me I'm not betting against Pat Mahomes. Right. So I say I don't think Mahomes. I think Travis Kelsey does because I think one of Sirianni's mistakes is he's going to go for two when he shouldn't because he likes to do that. It's going to cost him. Kelsey is going to throw the game-winning two-point conversion pass to Patrick Mahomes. And they're gonna call. They're gonna call it the fuck Philly special. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. 30, 30, 30, 34, 33. Kansas City. How about them Chiefs? Rita, what do you got? Okay, so as the mother of two sons, I am going to be Mama Kelsey about this because I don't want to jinx anyone. The score is going to be 34-28, and I'm not going to say who my pick is, but I really like the color red. Okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Zach, what do you got? You know, it kills me to say this, but the Eagles, for me, have stood out as the best team all year, and they have played their best brand of football in the playoffs and they're stacked on both sides of the ball. They keep it up tempo. And as much as it kills me to say this, I think they went handedly. I abide by the don't bet against Patrick Mahomes mentality, but I'm betting him against Patrick Mahomes with a high ankle sprain or whatever the ankle injury is. I think uh, the Eagles win 31 20 and Hurts takes home the MVP. Interesting. A little inverse of what we had with D. Yeah. All right. I Sounds like, like you guys both have one zero zero one in your pools, huh? <laughs> <laughs> a little partnership going on. I like mm, okay. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. But with this, with the big game, with how these things go, defense sometimes goes out the window. And I'm thinking that there's this is going to be one of those times where defense goes out the window, and the refs are going to legislate it out. They're going to make sure it doesn't happen. Mahomes is going to ball out. Hurts is going to ball out. And I know we were saying that there was going to be more sacks than field goals, but I think this comes down to a field goal. And Harrison Butker is going to kick that game-winning field goal. I'm looking at 37-34 Chiefs. And as far as my MVP goes, they're going to trip over themselves to give this to Mahomes. (laughs) They're just going to do it because they want to anoint the next great quarterback, right? Especially now that Brady is gone. And Mahomes is very good. He is good. But he's only won one, right? He's on par with Aaron Rodgers. This takes him up a notch. That takes him above. And even if he doesn't have a great game, we've seen that the NFL will reward quarterbacks who have not played that great of a game. So I'm going to go with Mahomes as my MVP. But... To quote Boys to Men, since we were talking about Boys to Men before, we've come to the end of the road for this Super Bowl special. It's been a... Well, it's been fun. So you know what? Whatever. We had a blast here. Guys, say what you need to say on the way out. Danny, you got anything special going on the Tubby Sunday? Oh, yeah. Well, plenty of football, food and drink specials. We're we're catering to... we can, you know, all your uh, house party needs. Uh, still got trivia going on Tuesday. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, trivia on Tuesday, karaoke's on Thursday, brunch Saturday, Sunday. Great place to come and watch the games. Please stop by. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be a blast. Make sure you get there, folks. Rita, any update on uh, OSNI AYSO? I think the season's coming up, right? We are kicking off in April. Um, spring registration is open and uh, looking forward to a fabulous season. Absolutely. One of our favorite youth sport partners, our only, fa- our only youth sport partner, because we believe in it that much. So from all of us at the Fade Route DNZ, our in-route panel, Danny, Rita, Zach, D, myself, enjoy, drink responsibly, have fun, bet responsibly, and it's time for us to run the go route. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.